The Great Deceleration, a market correction. Whatever you call it, many are feeling a very real shift in the market. A slowdown from the furious pace we experienced in 2021. But what can we expect in the near future? I'm Lindsay Gordon, and this is Title Talks, the show where we invite you to spend some time with the most influential people in title. episode today. For our weekly news podcast, Four Stories, host and my colleague Jordan Norris interviewed Nadia Evangelou, Senior Economist and Director of Forecasting for the National Association of Realtors. They talked about projections for the housing market and what lies ahead for homebuyer affordability. We only had time for a short excerpt from that conversation on Four Stories, so today we're sharing that full interview with you. It's important to note that although recorded just two weeks ago, there is no crystal ball to foretell the future of the market, and numbers can change. Here's Jordan with that interview. Nadia, welcome to Four Stories. Hi, Jordan. Thank you for having me here today. <laughs> so excited to have you. Nadia, is this, is this the craziest market you've ever forecasted for or been through? Actually, since 2020, and specifically uh, after like May 2020, uh, like the era of COVID-19, the world of real estate has seen like a massive uh, shift. Um, the U.S. housing market was unpredictable, to say the least, like during 2021. Like sellers received multiple offers on their houses like, as soon as they were listed, and their houses like ended up in the middle of bidding wars with multiple buyers and sellers like often like close at double digit percentages over uh, initial like asking prices so 2021 was uh, the best year like in the last 15 years since 2006 home purchase rose in an abnormal way although like home prices were rising uh, eroding affordability and we expected that but not at the pace that we, we were at the level that we saw that so the main reason is due to low mortgage rates like uh, mortgage rates were very low uh, reaching like record lows uh, so many buyers wanted to benefit from these like low mortgage rates in the meantime inventory also reached record lows thus low inventory and mortgage rates resulted to multiple offers uh, as for now the market is becoming relatively more normal and this is what we want to see and more normal more predictable like uh, healthier uh, real estate market like mortgage rates like how dramatically increased uh, since the beginning of the year about 2.5 percentage points that's due to higher mortgage rates we actually expecting now not to see a slowdown in the housing market and this is what we see already like uh, home sales have dropped like for the last four months so this is something we expected and we also expect like to continue to have this uh, drop in uh, home buying activity yeah it's it is it's been uh, an absolute wild ride the past couple of years especially myself being someone who bought during that right right before it got too crazy so i'm, I'm lucky in that sense but right now i feel like uh, as well i'm like i bought my house like in 2018 so i feel very lucky <laughs> yeah yeah very very lucky um right now affordability is on many people's minds especially first-time home buyers um what would you consider to be the critical factors in shifting the market in those buyers favor Indeed, compared to the beginning of the year, like buyers need to spend about like $800 like extra every month 
for the medium price home. So in areas with like very expensive areas, it exceeds like 1500 or like more. So um, as a result, the qualifying income for the media price home has increased to above like $100,000 from $70,000. So uh, while there isn't any um, said income like requirement to buy a home, the qualifying income like shows what, uh, how much money someone needs to earn if he wants to uh, to spend for principal and interest uh, about like 25% of the income. And what we see is that many buyers no longer earn the qualifying income for the medium price home. So they're like out of the market. So when inventory, to answer the question, so when inventory is low and demand is high, we have a seller's market. And when demand is low, and inventory is high, we have a buyer's market. What we need to have in order to shift the market is like more homes to be available like for sale. And actually, this is what, what's happening. This is what we see. Like since the beginning of the, of the year, inventory has increased about like 35%. While it's typical to, to have like more inventory in the spring and summer months, inventory is rising uh, faster than the average level, the historical level. And according to our data, it shows that inventory, for example, rose 25% during April and May uh, compared to 8%, which is like the pre-pandemic average level growth for the same time frame. However, we, we should also have in mind that we are still missing many homes. And to give you an idea, in a balanced market, we need to have about like 2 million homes available for sale. However, we currently have just a little over 1 million. So although inventory is rising, it's still low. So this is what we mm. have, have in mind. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and it is definitely rising in one of the more recent articles that we read. In May, uh, inventory rose between 16 and 18%, which seemed to be some some record that was set year over year um, from last year to this year. So it's good to see that. And uh, that's a really good point. Right now, we're also seeing record high prices. You kind of spoke about that a little bit. And obviously, the Fed continues to raise interest rates in order to combat the rising inflation, including the housing market. But specifically in the housing market, when should people start seeing costs start coming down as a result of those rates? Yeah. So unfortunately, we expect like affordability to decline even further, like in the following months, like both like home prices and mortgage rates will continue to rise, increasing the home buying cost. However, there's a bright side in the story. So the good news is that we expect both prices, home prices and rates to, to rise at a slower pace. First of all, the Fed will take more uh, rate hikes in order to slow inflation. Although the Fed already raised its short-term interest rates three times, inflation still runs at 40-year high. And we have mentioned like many times multiple times that it will take several months for the Fed to slow uh, inflation. And of course, the, the war in Ukraine doesn't help. Like it makes Fed's mission like uh, even more difficult. So as the Fed will raise interest rates in the following months, mortgage rates will also increase. However, it seems that the upcoming rate hikes will likely have a smaller impact on mortgage rates. And like, for example, when when the Federal Reserve rates its short-term interest rates, like in March, uh, by 25 basis points, mortgage rates surged about like 80 basis points in the next like following three weeks. As a result, uh, the 30-year fixed mortgage rate like rose to about like 3.9 uh, from 3.9 to 4.7 percent, like that, by the end of March. However, when 
the Federal Reserve like raised its interest rates again more aggressively. In May, uh, mortgage rates increased by less than 20 basis points, and then rates fell to 5.1% like by the end of May. Thus, the data shows that the effect uh, of the Fed's rate hike on mortgage rates was smaller in May than in March. And this is the trend that we see from the last uh, rate hike that we had. So it seems that mortgage rates have already priced in some of the effects of the upcoming like, Fed rate hike. Uh, so although mortgage rates will continue to, to rise, I don't expect to see the same sharp increases that the market experienced back like in March and April. So it's possible rates to surpass like 6% uh, in July and reach about like 6.5% by the year end. And as for prices, uh, which is the other factor that increases like the borrowing cost, we also expect to continue to rise, but at a slower pace. And to give you an idea, home prices will likely rise about like 8% in 2022. So unfortunately, we right. don't see like in the near future to have some uh, easing the affordability. No, we, we expect to decline yeah. uh, even further. Yeah, 8% is a lot less than what was, what, 20 to 30% the past year. So Yeah, and we still see like in May, we have like 15% price gain. So, uh -huh. but I expect mostly after the summer months, because this is what we need to have in mind, like seasonality trends are back in the real estate market. So we should also expect after the summer months to have a bigger impact on the rates on the home buying activity. Mm -hmm. And is the outlook for commercial real estate similar to what we're seeing for residential? Yeah, although commercial real estate did not experience like the same uh, gains as the uh, residential market in the COVID-19 like era, we see that it's getting better. Like, for example, uh, cities return to their pre-COVID-19 like states. First of all, about the office leasing like activity areas such as like Austin in Texas, like Palm Beach, like in Florida and Durham in North Carolina are seeing like net a positive net absorption. However, as we know, like real estate is local. That's not the case, for example, for for New York City or like Los Angeles, like in San Francisco, that they still see a negative net absor absorption since uh, the second like quarter of 2020. And then uh, as for like rent prices, uh, we see that they have increased at a record pace while a severe like shortage of rent housing has swept the nation and apartment vacancies hit uh, historic lows as new lease demand increased more than 50 percent also we see uh, and finally like online retail sales like are still strong and retail sales like excluding like online uh, sales um are seeing like a big recovery so we are good but it's not the same as like we have like in the residential we we see like a recovery Right. And people people are calling this market the great deceleration, referring to the slowdown. How would you characterize the, the current market? We also mentioned about Indian we are seeing and we expect home buying activity like to drop even further, like after especially like the summer months, like specifically we, we see home sales that have dropped like for the last four months. Um, however, we don't see the same like decrease that we had back in 2007 and 2008. Mm -hmm. We need to have in mind that this is a acceleration and a return to, to normalized levels of home activity for the remainder like of 2022 and possibly a few years beyond small but consistent like reductions in home sales activity uh, should be expected. And we also have to have in mind that, for example, like 2022, we compare everything with 2021 
which was like one of the best years. So yes, of course, we, we want to see, as we mentioned, like a, a healthier market out there with not so many multiple offers. So it's good to go back to normal. We'll be right back. We know you love Title Talks, and did you know that PropLogix produces another show for real estate professionals like you? It's called Four Stories, and it's a weekly show where we share the four biggest stories in real estate that help professionals and lay people alike keep a pulse on what's going on in the industry. If you're interested, listen in by visiting proplogix.com forward slash four dash stories or searching for Four Stories by PropLogix wherever you listen to your podcasts. Title Talks is produced by PropLogix. At PropLogix, we partner with title professionals like you to relieve the pressures of the most repetitive and tedious closing tasks so you can focus on delivering a better experience to your customers. All you have to do is take those tasks off your list and put them on ours. Now back to our episode. This is a question that people ask me about, but I'm, I tell them I'm not an economist. So, um, but but since I'm talking to an economist, how comfortable are you in making predictions for the housing market over the course of the next three to six months? Yeah, no one can tell like what it will happen like for sure like in the next six months. Um, however, after looking like at the data, we can tell what's more possible to happen. So for the second half uh, of the year, like for the third and fourth quarter of 2022, we expect home sales to drop about like 14% on average and home prices to rise about like 7% like on average. And as for mortgage rates, as I mentioned like already, that the 30-year fixed mortgage rate is possible to raise like about like 6.5% by the year end. Mm -hmm. So these are some predictions that we have. Of course, this changes like sometimes, but now I think it's like we have lesser prices. So I think it can make like our work like easier. <laughs> because the situation's so unique in a way, like, I guess, why, why is it so hard to make those predictions for people who are kind of questioning why? Yeah, we, we actually didn't expect like, for example, like mortgage rates to rise so fast. We expected to have like higher mortgage rates, but not at the the level that they rose and so quickly. So we had, for example, to revise like two, three times our forecast. However, the trend was the same. We expected to have like higher mortgage rates, but it's the number, it's the, like the the estimate that we had to revise it upwards because we, we didn't expect to have like so fast, like rising like mortgage rates. Yeah. And so, so something that we saw at PropLogix is we deal with real estate transactions as well. When prices and rates were low, purchase activity was really intense, right? Um, when prices shot up, but rates were still low, a lot of the industry shifted their focus to refinance business. Um, is, is there a pattern that we're seeing here? It, it, what kind of comes next for mortgage products? Yes, indeed, like everybody was trying to benefit from this low mortgage rate. So millions of homeowners refinanced last year in 2021. So that's, the, I think now the issue that we are not going to have, like, and we see that refinancing like uh, is slowing down because many of them were able to benefit from lower mortgage rates. So now we don't expect mortgage rates to go like to 3% and below 3% for the upcoming like months and years. So in fact, now uh, uh, what we see also another trend is that uh, we see like more buyers opting for adjustable rate like mortgages for arms. And um, uh, I mean, like rising mortgage rates, like adjustable rate mortgages typically become more attractive to buyers. And this is what we see, like mortgages have a lower rate than the fixed 
rate loans and the savings may be like substantial like uh, for instance like the rate on the five uh, year like arm is still like below 4.5 percent that for the median priced home the monthly mortgage payment is about like 300 like dollars like lower than the payment for a 30-year like fixed mortgage rate so a uh, fixed fix, uh, uh, mortgage so first-time home buyers may particularly like benefit from uh, arms as like these buyers tend to stay in their homes like for for a shorter like period of time compared to um, other like buyers or other like buyers that they plan to move for example in the next five or seven years they can also benefit from these other like financing products as a company proplogics that provides services for title professionals this makes up a large portion of our audience and i think that some of them might feel like they have little control over the future of their business so like what would you say to bring their hopes up we mentioned that of course when we compare it with 2021 yeah we see a slowdown however it's like a normal normal like uh, market so they will have in mind that uh, normal like performance for their business so it's not that they're going to lose uh, their business but when we compare with 2021 of course we see a slowdown however like compared to previous years it's still like very very busy so they should not like very, uh, be disappointed yeah or discouraged now yeah yeah it, it's going back to normal so i think that's that's good for everybody i think a lot of people prepared for it when it was speeding up and now that it's slowing down they're kind of not in shock but might have happened earlier than they expected and so they're trying to kind of pivot their business a little bit more and still like mortgage rates are still historically low so there are like many buyers that are like below six percent so of course, they, there are like many opportunities for buyers. So they're like a demand remain relatively like strong. Uh, of course, we see a slowdown in the demand because of the affordability issues, but otherwise demand is strong. And we know we, we expect demand to uh, remain strong in the upcoming years due to favorable demographics. For example, for millennials, many of the millennials turning like 30 years old. And we know like homeownership rate, for example, is higher after the age of 33 and it's like about like uh, at 37 is about like above like 60 percent so and then we have baby boomers with many of them like retiring so yes demographics show that and we should expect that demand will remain relatively strong so this is good to have like in mind yeah good point because it brings me to my next question which is we saw that you published an outlook uh for our last week which is the national association of realtors talking about how rates are historically low still um which you just mentioned can you talk more about how interest rates shouldn't scare people from entering the market yeah and this is what we try to put out there i'm like uh, of course Mortgage rates are higher than last year, uh, significantly higher. However, when we compare it with the historical average and specifically for the pre-pandemic historical average, we see that the average uh, historically is about like 8%. And now like mortgage rates are still like below like 6%, 5.7% according to Freddie Mac. So I think buyers need to have this uh, in mind. Uh, however, we, we understand that with more like homes coming to the market, I think will ease some of uh, the issues that buyers face due to the competition, the high competition, it's, it's still out there. Are all these predictions from a geographical perspective consistent are there any outliers in the u.s that you you have looked at and saw that there may be a difference in those markets comparatively 
all real estate is local and we know that so uh, real estate differs like varies by area and some of the areas with strong employment growth for example like we have like in utah and um uh, Idaho, like there are some states that they experience, like they have like more jobs now compared to pre-pandemic. We expect like their home buying activity to remain strong. And also in the areas like in the south, the, uh, like in the sunbelt areas, we see like many people moving there. So we also expect like stronger uh, home buying activity in these areas, which are like still affordable. And um, uh, they also like attract like uh, many, um, many movers. So in these areas, we may see like still like not to experience like uh, dropping the home sales and we may see like higher home price appreciation compared to other areas. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting to know. And, and we're, we're local to Florida, so it's, <laughs> we're, it's something that we're seeing here for sure, too, is that yeah, even Texas though the are, markets, yeah, Texas, Texas as well. Yes, there are like the, the places that are like uh, the, the most popular places for movers. This is where we see, we still see the trend and we also st still see the trend to for like movers to, to relocate to more affordable areas and Texas and Florida still have like many like affordable areas there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Nadia, I, I really appreciate you jumping on this call with me and, and going through uh, all of these different things going on in the market. I think a lot of people have a lot of questions. I think we answered a lot of them. So thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Hope to have you again, maybe in the future. Sure. Yeah, thank you. If you haven't already subscribed to Four Stories, please go find it on whatever platform you listen to Title Talks on, which you should already be subscribed to. If not, you should definitely do that first. Thanks to Nadia and to Jordan for sharing their time to bring us this outlook. Until next time, happy closings.